creating cyberspace, and welcome to episode 184 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, a bit of an apology to our listeners. We've uh, been out and about. We've spent, uh, I think it's about a month now since we last um, recorded an episode. And quite simply, I think we were just both burnt out, I think is a good way of saying it. I am just generally burnt out by life, and I needed a bit of a break. That's okay. We get to do that. Our sponsors were really appreciative of us, and they 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 were totally fine with us taking a break. So thanks to uh, whatever energy drink is sponsoring us this week, um, <laughs> Surge. Know, yeah, we we appreciated them letting us take a break. A uh, the the new rebranding of Jolt Cola. Did you ever have Jolt Cola? Do you remember that? Back no, I I remember. So back in the day, like I was in elementary school, so this was in the eighties. I think CBC ran like a special about how Jolt Cola was like amazing in terms of giving you energy. They 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 had kids play arcade games after drinking Jolt Cola, and they were all better at the arcade games. What a like sweetheart assignment that must have been! Like you're like 12 years old, and a CBC reporter goes, "I'm going to bankroll your afternoon. Are you interested?" Yeah, Market Watch. Exactly. And so um, I remember, so you've never consumed it. I tried it once, I remember, because they dip in her, which is like a corner store, um, across the street from my high school, for some reason, stocked it. And uh, so one day I had enough pocket change uh, to give it a shot. And let me tell you, it certainly, the perk to me, you're right up. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of caffeine, right? Like there's an extra jolt of caffeine. I can't remember how much. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, oh, good good on yeah, you for remembering the marketing. I'm a dad. You know what? I just I, I added it to the show notes just now, but I realized that since the last time we recorded, movie theaters opened and we both got to see Spider-Man. That is correct. So I actually did the adult thing. And uh, so my birthday was February 13th. And so on February 14th, I took my wife uh, downtown to one of the these like VIP cinemas. So we actually like ordered food. Oh, while seeing fancy. Spider-Man. It was a whole thing. It was really, really nice. Um, so now my wife wants nothing else but to just go see movies at the VIP, even if it's just not even consuming food, just to sit in the much nicer chairs. They are much nicer. I've done VIP a couple of times. The one time I went to see a movie alone, which was uh, another Marvel movie. It was the, uh, I think, Winter Soldier Captain America movie, or maybe Civil War. Either It was a Captain America movie, I will say. I can't remember which one. And... Uh, it's amazing how comfortable you are. I did see Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. That's the right one. Yeah. Yes. Far I think this is the one. biggest problem with the nomenclature of the Spider-Man trilogy yeah. is the, the the insistence of the word home everywhere. Well, I know I've Homecoming's the first people, one. I've, but I've had multiple people get confused over what comes when and when the new what the new one is. Because No Way Home and Far From Home are both like bad things like he's far from home but he was at home it's it's uh it's all the other things that are far from home but i don't we don't want to spoil this unless like you want to discuss spoilers like do we put like a spoiler alert thing here no i don't really feel the desire to i think it's out there everyone's seen it i feel like it's it's fine if we don't i saw it also in a special theater something called x screen or screen x which i had never heard of and the reason i took this showing was because it was the earliest showing on the first day that movie theaters opened. i was gonna say you literally ran back to the movies with your kids yeah well no it, it so happened that it was a day where my kids were home from school and i'd taken the day off anyway so it was just luck and we went and it's it's interesting seeing like the projection on the side of you so the front of you is the exact same thing you would see in any theater but certain movies have extra footage on the sides that they've done specifically for this type of viewing and it was kind of cool the kids liked it uh there was an audible ooh and ah from the audience when the first like the marvel thing came up so is the screen warped a bit like is it kind of like curved not at all no the front screen is exactly the same and you can actually have any other movie in there 
this it looks like the walls and the side have a special material on them though okay but there when you come into the theater you don't really see the, the you don't see anything special like oh this is this is this like wrong but no it's 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 just the way it's done really cool um, kids enjoyed it. The audience seemed to enjoy having the extra screen. I did see people pull out cell phones. They still call them cell phones, smartphones, to take pictures of the surroundings because it was kind of cool. It was like you're on a ride. Uh, and how much more per ticket was it? Do you remember? I don't. I didn't really compare it. I think it was a good three or four bucks more per ticket. Okay. Okay. Similar to the VIP almost. Yeah. Because it was twelve ninety five versus sixteen or seventeen ninety five. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't really want to be in a packed theater, although it was ha- like less than half capacity, and I so it didn't really matter. But oh, that's the other reason we picked VIP. There was like there's like sixty seats total or whatever, right? So I think the world has given up on worrying about COVID, and everybody's just going to get sick. Well, I mean, like that's part of my well, part of my like burnout. I think was me worrying about that, and I still worry about that. And I'm still fighting against that. I think, right? So just. We saw Spider-Man. That was big news. Another Sony property. So, no, before I forget, though, like I want to preface this bit of 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 podcast by explaining the fact that we've texted about this, and then you wanted to remove all the other tech items except for this because episode one eighty four, I guess, is the Angelo episode of the year. Yeah, yeah Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year. Oh yeah, so it is a Happy New Year. Uh, we talked about my New Year's resolution was to play more video games. And I started, well, more video games. I, that's, okay, wait. I've been playing video games, but mostly on the Switch. I've hardly touched my PS4. And I'll tell you what bothered me the most about the PS4 is that, like, first of all, I have the original PS4 from, like, 2014. Or I think it came out in 2013. No, it was I got, that. Yeah. It was 2013, and I got it in 2014. And uh, I got it about a year after it came out. And it kind of annoyed me that, like, four years later, there was, like, this PS4 Pro, and I felt like I had, like, a second-class uh, console. Um, but I quickly realized, no, stuff still runs pretty good on the PS4. So I, I had been buying like extremely reduced price games like three years after they came out. Like I, you talked about how I bought Horizon Zero Dawn like for $9 or $10 because it was so cheap and it came out and I got it five years later. Really good game. Just as a side note, it's really funny that you mentioned that the the you feel as though like your uh, the first iteration of the PlayStation Four was like the back like the 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 peasant version of it because uh, ironically enough the PlayStation Three the first version which has backwards compatibility is the more desired version amongst collectors. Exactly, it is. Yeah, uh, but the PS Four had nothing really no, special, nothing, in yeah. the, and and I have the PS Three Slim. I got the PS Three a good three years after um, it came out, if not longer. I got it for Uncharted actually, Uncharted Two was what really pushed me to the PS3. Uh, before that, I was a 360 gamer, like hardcore Xbox. Yeah. A, a Halo boy? Uh, no, no, Call of Duty. It's like, like looking back on that, I'm like, Ugh, Call of Duty now is like so, uh, I don't know. It's just too too much war stuff. But like back then, <laughs> it was fun. So yeah, so I started playing more games. And then I started playing uh, Horizon, realizing, oh, like this game's this old. And oh, there's a sequel coming out in like three weeks after I started. Exactly, yeah. And um, and like shout out to Johnny Stitches, who's the one who reminded me I had not played that game because uh, he talked about it when he was on the podcast talking about how the lore is really good. And it really is. It's a great uh, backstory to the game. I saw, oh, there's this Forbidden West game coming out. I think that'll push me to want to get a PS5 with no intention of actually getting a PS5 anytime soon because uh, as we all know, PS5s and Xbox Series Xs are extraordinarily difficult to find um I, and like we'll i think we'll blame nfts for this right nfts are the blame of everything 
<laughs> yeah, let's just go ahead and just blame NFTs and, and all manners of crypto. Yeah, like there's a there's a chip shortage for all. Do you have kinds a hot wallet, by the way? You got a crypto hot wallet? Yeah, it's it's in my pocket. I <laughs> uh, should have seen that one coming. I should have should have seen that one coming. I did not. All right, Angela, continue your uh, your uh, tale of of acquiring PS5. Well, okay, so you're, you're like, so you spoiled it there. Yeah, so I ended up getting a PS5. Well, what else would it have been? Yeah, I guess. At this yeah. Point? So I, I said, you know what? I'll look for a PS5. I'm not gonna like go crazy trying to like go to every store to find one. I took some advice uh, I saw online and, and set up an alert on Twitter for like PS5 restocks with no like, okay, I'll try it. If I don't get it, I don't get it. What my ultimate goal was like, oh, hopefully Costco will have a bundle with an extra controller and Horizon Forbidden West. I get a, an alert in stock Costco Horizons. Uh, I keep wanting to say zero done Forbidden West uh, bundle, really good price too. Like I think you're saving like 30, 40 bucks off like what you would normally buy. Because uh, I have not bought a day one PS a, a, a PS4 game or PlayStation game since like Metal Gear Solid Five. So that was what twenty fifteen. I, I've always bought discounted games. I, now, that's not to say I haven't bought Nintendo games at full price because, uh, you know, Brian, Nintendo does not like discounting their games. Uh, yeah, except for like Black Friday and like the holidays pretty much, right? And that's when I last, I think that's when I, I got Metroid Dread recently, which I haven't touched yet. Um, and I'll get into that for a sec. But like, uh, yeah, I will, I refuse to like, and I, like maybe this is cheap of me, but I refuse to pay like 80 to 100 bucks. For yeah, I, I try not to. I I did cave for um, for Metroid because I, I really like Metroid. And for my kids, like when my kids want a game, I mean, that's what a dad has to do is buy the game for them, right? At full price if necessary. Well, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, you, uh, your daughter uh, got Animal Crossing for her birthday, right? Yeah, that was like a day one game. And, I, and Metroid I got early on. But all Nintendo stuff, like not PlayStation because... I just can't be bothered with like loading a disc or the load times. Have you played a PlayStation 4 game? Like the load times, no. the games are great, but load times are two or three minutes sometimes. Two or three minutes is like, oh, when you're like late for work, two or three minutes, not a big deal. But when you're sitting in front of a screen wanting to play a damn game, it seems really long. Yeah, of course. So I was able to get a PS5. I logged into Costco. I said, okay, let's try. And it's like, oh, in your cart. Okay, checked out. Okay. So first time I tried buying a PS5, I managed to get it. So this is my favorite thing about you. Th- this is what I've realized about you in tech. The first conversation we have is, I don't know. I've been thinking about this. I don't, I don't think so. And then like two days later, you're like, I bought it. It was the same thing with your TV. Yeah, but this wasn't, this was because I told myself, okay, I'll try, but I'm not going to go crazy going to every store to try it. So I just log, I was free. I'm like, oh, I log in. It doesn't, it took me less than like, there's no effort on my part. Basically, I clicked the link in the tweet. It brought me to my Costco app. I logged in and I bought it. And the crazy part is I bought this Thursday afternoon and I got it by like 1230 on the Friday. So I got right. Horizon Forbidden West launch day with the PlayStation bundle. And um, remember what I was saying like PS4, like load times bothered me? Yeah. There are no load times. It's, well, no, first time. It's bonkers. Like I saw a comparison Forbidden West on the PS4, PS4 Pro, and uh, PS4, it's like 58 seconds to load. Pro is like 48 seconds. PS5, four seconds. Right. You can't even read, you know, like they give you like tool tips and stuff when you're like loading. Yeah, there's none, none of that. They're there. You don't have time to read them. You're, so you, just as a, an aside, and I think you'll be very proud of this, um, so uh, Double Density favorite Rob Christopherson of uh, Our Strange Skies uh, just bought himself his first MacBook Pro. 
No. So uh, we've been texting about this. He wanted a new um, laptop. And so um, also, incidentally, I also mentioned this because I'll be uh, guesting on an upcoming episode that we have yet to record all about the Plast Bonaventure UFO setting. Nice. So by the time this episode drops, it should be out um, a little bit later than that then. Well, he's he's going to he's getting like an expert from like on the scene. Yeah, exactly. So just uh, like it's been a big year for people buying their stuff. Well, I mean, that's good. And a lot of this money I had put aside for like the PlayStation would have gone towards the vacations, which we haven't done in two years. So yeah. I, and now I have some money set what about, aside. What about online gambling? No, I win with that. Like that's not, there's no money. Like that, gambling is easy, right? Like, I told yeah. you my system, right? You got to pick the the, the uh, quarter cat themed slots and you play all the lines. And yeah. you always win. Exactly. Always come out ahead. So, okay, back to, uh, and I gambled with back the PlayStation, Back to Angelo, right? yes, continue. Yes, no, but I ended up getting it, luckily. And it does make me want to play video games again because I had been playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which I got, just got on, it was like super cheap on sale. And, the load times for that, even with, I have an external, or I had an external SSD for my PS4, and it did help with load times, but, you know, it still had to, like, run in the PS4, and now I've tried it, I have the external SSD on the PS5, which will let you run PS4 games, and, wow, it's it's a big difference, and I would only play one game at a time, because I would leave my PlayStation in rest mode, so I wouldn't have to load the damn right. game every time, and right. now I don't even, I still leave the PlayStation rest mode to get, like, updates and stuff, but I, I back out of the game, like, I, I quit yeah. the game, because I don't need to keep it there, it's, it is so fast, it makes such a difference, graphics-wise, so that's another thing, right, graphics-wise, yes, like, <laughs> Forbidden West is the best-looking video game I've ever seen in my life for now. Uh, again, I'm not a PC gamer, so I'm sure there's really good-looking stuff on police. Uh, You're not a god-tier PCs. gamer, then. I know what? You're not a god-tier gamer. No, no, like, PC Master Race garbage. I, exactly. Uh, that phrase has always bothered me. Yeah, I, I there's the Master Race connotation that's always like, quite bothersome like to bring it. up, no matter what the context is. But this brings up a new thing I've never had to deal with, and the PS5 offers you different graphic modes, right? So there's, for Forbidden West, there's performance mode and fidelity mode. So performance mode bumps down the resolution, and it's 60 frames per second. I tried it, and 60 frames per second makes me, like, sort of ill. Yeah. I, I have trouble with it. So I've left it at 30 frames with higher, with higher resolution. It looks, it looks a little bit better, do I can I tell the difference a lot? No, it just runs at a slower frame. Like it, it's more cinematic looking. Like it, it's closer to like what I see in movies, right? Right. And people, a lot of people don't like that for gaming. The way I game on easy mode and like not, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm so almost you, you like at the point of bumping a it down. Gamer, then. Very, so in the, in terms mm, of like like uh, uh, engaging with the difficulty setting. Yes, not casual gamer as like Candy Crush on the bus. Not that I would love to watch you play Candy Crush on the bus. Yeah, and I've never played Candy Crush. But have you ever had not any that, cell phone games like that? Yeah, I think so. I've tried them, like, but I, I, they don't hold my interest. No, and so I, I like Snake, except for Snake in my oh, on old the old Nokia. cell phone. Yeah, yeah. of course, that your T nine. Yeah, so I, I, I've tried this and it's fine. Uh, Thirty frames per second and like the highest resolution looks really good. I have a four K TV. I don't have like a fancy OLED with like the hundred twenty frames per second, all that stuff. No. So that's the other thing. Hooking it up to the TV, I'm like a Sony fanboy here. I have a Sony soundbar 
like with a Sony TV, with a Sony PlayStation, and a PlayStation Four. Which I and I use my Sony and I use my Sony headphones plugged right. into my thing. That's another thing, actually. Any I thought you needed the uh, the like proprietary 3D Pulse headphones uh, to have like the 3D sound effects. No, any old headphones plugged in, as long as they're decent sounding, um, you get this cool 3D sound effect with the PlayStation. Very okay. nice. Yeah, I like it. I I, I mean, I, if I'm gaming at night and don't want to wake up the family. You don't want like a subwoofer subwoofing. Uh, so I <laughs> so just this is essentially headphones. like a PS Five Primer episode here. Like you're trying just to like explain to everyone well uh, how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so let me who is either interested or hasn't bought one yet or oh, it, yeah doesn't particularly care like me. Like I've been listening to this for like like ten minutes now and I I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, because you you're like you're happy. With I'm a, a good listener. I, I've been told I'm a good yeah, listener. You are. You are. You you nod and smile when you need to. <laughs> yeah, I, I prompt when appropriate. And I and I want to just say like that's like the questions I had going in is like how will it transfer your PlayStation Four stuff like so PlayStation Four if you have if you have an external drive on your PlayStation Four which is how I was running my games you literally take the external drive and just plug it into the PlayStation Five and it sees your games the saves I ported over using PS Plus so they they're cloud saved and you just download the ones you want the onboarding process for the PlayStation Five like you plug it in it guides you through the whole thing and honestly. Like the lo- the thing that took the longest was downloading my saves from the cloud. Yeah, I'm not going to be buying a lot of disc based games, but because basically, like, it doesn't read off the disc, right? You just put in the disc, it copies it to the SSD, and then the disc is basically a license check. The disc drive is loud, I find, but wow, is this console significantly quieter than the PS4? Did you ever hear PS4 in motion? Yes, it- it's like a jet. Friends it- place, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's very loud. And the the PS5 is super quiet, but man, does it push out a lot of heat. Those things, there's a lot of heat coming out of that thing. It's it's not an M1 MacBook. <laughs> uh, I love how you, uh, you're just Apple-brained. You're just Apple-brained. So Forbidden West, like it came with it. I would not have bought it because it's like, in Canada now, it's like $90 to buy a PS5 game like, day, like when they came out. Yeah. So the thing is, is now because of PS Plus, with when you get a PlayStation 5, it opens up 20, they're called the, the PS Plus collection. You have all these PlayStation 4 games that run really well on the PlayStation 5, and I haven't played a lot of them. I didn't own most of them. I have God of War now, which I, I've wanted to play, and I'll be able to play on the PlayStation 5. I, I've also bought a bunch of games at highly discounted prices. So I have, I'm set for like the next few months of gaming, yeah. right? So yeah. like I have, I, have, I have Forbidden West, I have Red Dead Redemption 2, which it felt tedious. You literally have to take a bath in that game when, you, when you're dirty. I, so it's like, it's like Second Life, but with, uh, with the possibility of death. Yeah, with horses and, and shooting and, and robberies. But it's a, it's, it's a Rockstar game, right? Like, so they're, you know, they're a bit artsy-fartsy sometimes, but it's good. So lots of video games to play. I'm sure we'll be touching on video games. And I was going to like, I was going to end this with asking you if you had any questions about the PlayStation, but I know you don't because you don't care. I also love how you didn't even ask me what I was up to these days. So thank you. Well, I thought we were going to get to that. So now that we've established, you don't have any questions. And if anybody has any PlayStation questions, like of how my process was going on, like, you know, I'm not a hardcore gamer of any kind, but most people don't have a PlayStation 5 yet, right? It's not going to be like the PlayStation 4, which within a few years, like, okay, let's release a new version of the console. No, they can't no, do that. because They're still trickling are. it out. Yeah. And, and Sony, I think, is going to try to put out 14 or so million of these things this year, which seems like a lot, but... Isn't really when you it's consider not. The, the, the base. They, they literally sell out the moment they're out, they come out. Like, when I, with the, the bundle I got, three minutes later, it was sold out. 
So I just really lucked out. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, so on my end, I recently, so I, you know, you know, I like to click around on Twitch. And so, you know, I was watching a streamer um, play a Super Mario World hack. And then he switched to a, a new game that came out earlier this month that got me very interesting. It's a game called Infernax. And essentially what it is, it is like an HR, like a retro 8-bit Castlevania type game with an upped difficulty status. And it is a lot of fun. I probably have played like four hours so far in the last like 24 hours or so. And like, I'm looking forward to uh, ending our call here just so I can continue playing. <laughs> That's, I think both of us are like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, paranormal, fine, ghost, 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 UFO. Okay. <laughs> video games. Bye. <laughs> We've hit all the highlights. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, discounted, I think, until the end of the month on the uh, the Nintendo eShop. So I highly suggest going to check that out. If you like uh, a platformers with a bit of difficulty um, to them, uh, highly enjoyable, quest based. Uh, video gaming. Would you say like Shovel Knight type, di- type difficulty? Yes. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, not as difficult, but I'm not through a lot of the game. The big thing that is very difficult is that if you die, you have to go to your last save point and there aren't a ton of them. Okay. Because like Shovel Knight, I finished, but man, was that a hard game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You like difficult games because uh, Cuphead, uh, you yes. played that, you loved it. I was sitting next to my son the other day and you had texted me saying the Cuphead show is out and he's like, well, I watched it already. Also, how did that guy finish it? It's so hard. So he's very impressed by your Cuphead prowess. Dedication and anger. A lot of dedication and anger, I think. It's a, that, that's a gorgeous game. Really, yeah. really well done. But um, I tried it with him and it's, he's, it's sad when my eight-year-old is way better than me at, at like that. But do you feel like it's just like a practice or it's just like getting older? No, I think, yeah, I think it's a bit of practice too. Um, his reflexes are are a bit better than mine. He uh, really enjoys the PS5, actually. He's been playing the pack-in game Astro's Playground, and yeah. he's very impressed with that game. He really liked it. And one last thing about the, the, the PS4, the DualSense controller is really cool. Like PS4 that's or PS5? Sorry, PS5. Yeah, see, I'm so old, I don't even know where I am anymore. The, the DualSense controller, like it, the haptic feedback in that thing is impressively good. Like I, you know, people talked about how amazing it was and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. No, it's, it's more than fine. It's really, it's, it's really impressive. Um, so much so that like I got oohs and ahs from the, the kids while we were playing Astro's Playground. So that's extremely uh, good news then like an all around success. Angela, if anyone wants to ask you questions about the PlayStation or just like nag you in general, where can they find you? Uh, easiest way is just hit me on, uh, hit me, hit me, hit me up on Twitter. Hit, um, hit you up on Twitter, yeah. DM me, whatever, on Twitter at Angelo Furin. And you can find me over at uh, Brian Hasty, Brian with an I, of course. And with that, Angelo, an exhaustive overview of your PlayStation 5 Odyssey. I shall see you on the other side of things when we talk about uh, some uh, scammery in the paranormal section. Great. Double Density presents The Three Titans. Welcome back to Double Density, and as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So our big item this week is a Los Angeles Times article from November that I found pretty interesting. So it's an article by uh, Deborah Netburn all about how psychics and astrologers 
are being impersonated on Instagram. Well, okay. I read this and looked through it. And it, it, it gave me a philosophical question, Brian. So, but first, let's get, let's get into the realm, right? So the idea is you are able to go on Instagram and follow these astrologers to follow um, tarot card readers, psychics, anyone in that realm. And basically, like, you can contact them for things like readings. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the question that popped into my mind was, um, it's like sort of like when a tree falls in the forest. Uh, when a scammer is impersonating a scammer, is it still a scam? Excellent question. Uh, chicken and egg, right? So is it still a scam? Yeah, it's a derivative scam. These quote-unquote legitimate uh, mediums and astrologers get frustrated because they give they already have a stigma attached to their uh, profession that people feel it's a scam. People like me uh, feel it's a scam. And that's, I'm a little and bit of right. about that, that kind of stuff. Um, really? You are very, yeah, I don't know. I'm there's, totally there's like, close, a, like, I'm so close-minded about it. Yeah, there's an X factor there. Really? No, it's more guessing. Yeah. Um, what made you so cynical, Angelo? I don't know. I just feel like people, you know, seeing and hearing stories about uh, mediums like Sylvia Brown giving families false hope that their children were alive and things like that, or telling people that their children are dead and they're actually alive, that it's always irked me. And, you know... Of course, some of these astrologers and I was going to say astronomers, you know, like Carl Sagan, some of them are going to be right sometimes, right? Like it's like a broken clock. It's right twice a day. For sure. That's the saying, correct? Yes, correct. Twice a day. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there are two types of atheists. I was talking to, to, to my wife about this the other night. There's like, they kind of like keep it to themselves. And then there's like the Angelo kind, which I feel is like the annoying teenage atheist who wants to talk about it. I've always said like I'm an apatheist, whereas like I just don't care. Right. Like, I, you know what? There could be a God. There might not be. Whatever. So you're, it's more of an agnostic thing almost. It's even that. Like, I don't care enough to be an agnostic. Right. Right? Like, I have no opinion. <laughs> so I'm not going to, like, if somebody starts saying they're religious, good for them. You know what? If that helps them and makes them a better person, fantastic. You know, it's more when it becomes a problem where, like, you start, like, preaching Jesus and then you're, like, the opposite of what he actually was. If he was, like yeah, whatever, and I think there's the, a lot the of character of hypocrisy, in the story um, involved in that, and we see that especially in the political realm these days, right? People claiming they're Christian, and then turning around and uh, uh, taking the rights away of uh, of other human beings and things like that. In terms of that, no, I'm not closed minded to that at all. People could do whatever they want. I mean, I'm like, you know, I baptized my kids mostly out of like family obligation to have a party, which is weird because like you, uh, you're not a party man. No, it was more just to, you know, it's just for for just for people to get together and introduce the child as like this is officially our kid yay right yeah but i i honestly there, like, wait, my kids is there have any no doubt idea. about the parentage is this what you're trying to tell us here yeah no but my kids have like no idea about religion and stuff they right. really have no clue have they, so they've never asked you no they ask, not even they ask like it comes up and it's like my wife and i just laugh and say ha do you know what that even is yeah we learn about it in school so it's fine what do they teach in school uh, it's more like an ethics thing, although that's going away. I think next year it'll be uh, the propaganda of Quebec, I think, is the new, right. <laughs> the new curriculum they're starting. So basically they've done away with religion, because you and I both uh, went to school uh, based on like religious-based school boards, right? Yes, back then, um, yeah. I was kind of like the last remnant of that before they switched to, in Quebec, it's a linguistic-based one. Well, actually, um, the, the French side no longer even has school boards. Right, that's quite true, actually, yeah. Um, but it just makes me laugh that like we've done away with the religion courses, we're doing away with the moral ed courses. So like we're just we're we're raising 
heathens in this province. Quebec's weird. Let's, let's just leave it at that sometimes. Quebec could be odd. Uh, and quite racist. No, never. <laughs> Surprise, never. Angelo. I have yeah, uh, news never. for you, my friend. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, um, so they're doing away with moral ed. So what will they teach? I'm kind of wondering. They're going right? to teach astrology and mediumship. <laughs> Or whatever you call okay, it. Okay, so let me be clear. Like things like cold reading definitely exist. There are techniques by which yes. you can build human beings, and I absolutely believe that. But to say that every single person is patently um, a charlatan to me is problematic. Well, no, I because f- I do believe there is a realm, there is a possibility, there is there there could be people out there who are in touch with something that we can't properly define. I have a high doubt about that. What I think may be happening is that these people mean well they don't think they're lying and they're not lying they're telling them what they truly believe right they're not trying to be any there's no ill will there it's not like they're trying to scam people in terms like i'm just going to tell them what they want to hear no they feel like they're doing something but they're they might unknowingly be cold reading right like there's if you ever see somebody like banachek who's a mentalist and he he was one of the people that james randy brought to the scientists to prove that they were being fooled by so-called psychics because they yeah. he the, he completely tricked them into thinking he had magical powers when all he was was just using like magic tricks and that's it cold reading and all right. kinds of stuff so but what i'm saying is that like there are patented techniques and of course there are and i definitely understand that but to me to close the door completely on the idea that someone is able to touch um, um, things in other realms and then, like once again like I you and I are both rational people I would need a high degree of proof and proof in this case would be reliability right the ability to repeat oh yeah things in, in different circumstances and ha- achieve the same results so to me to completely say this isn't going to um, uh, ever be um, possible in a human being to me is is hard to swallow. okay so I don't want to say that either I'm not saying that. I'm saying that right now I have not seen something concrete that proves that somebody has psychic powers. Yes. Right? I, I would definitely agree with that. And if somebody proves they do, I'll be the first to say, well, I won't be the first to say it. will be the person who they proved it to, but <laughs> I'll, be around. I'll, be around. I'll, I'll, I'll be around and I'll be very happy to change my mind. Actually, I have a question for our listeners then in that case. Like, have, have they had uh, psychic readings, tarot readings, um, any sort of like, uh, you know, have you had your birth chart read? Uh, double underscore density. I'm very, very curious about that thing. I know that like a, um, a bunch of my people, and we, we talked about a move towards mysticism, I think, a year and a half, two years ago, right? I think a while back we covered the idea of like people um, uh, reaffirming like um, uh, the witch lifestyle almost, right? And I found that very yeah. interesting. In times of uncertainty, people tend to turn to these things in order to divine or to come up with some kind of um, reassurance of their own lives. Well, my daughter got tarot cards for Christmas and a tarot reading book. So she's, she's enjoying that stuff. Like, but she's approaching it from the whole magic point of view, right? Like do it as a magic trick to mess with people. And so, uh, how successful has she been? She hasn't really been practicing as much because school's taken up so much time, but on her, well, why doesn't she just do it in school instead? Yeah, it's true. Forget school. Just like, you know, open the door, let it be uh, going down, right? So, I mean, this is school. This is real life school. <laughs> the school of life. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I find it very conceptually interesting that like we as a society, I think, like live in a, a time of like, I don't want to say, no, I think constant turmoil is a good term these days. Like I, I think one of the things that broke my brain late January, early February was the the freedom convoy in Canada, right? These truckers driving to uh, Ottawa to like protest their personal freedoms being taken away or whatever yeah. stupid stuff came up. And I think that like um, seeing 
idiots I know from high school on Facebook posting about their excitement over this and not being able to like sort of reconcile what is actually the case versus like what they're cheering yeah. for is a little bit weird. It was definitely jingoistic about like my version of Canada is definitely not this. And, and, and um, that's what they were basically like espousing when it's like this weird kind of thing of like, well, no, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. And uh, yeah, I just, I find it like very weird. So I think coming back to saying like any time of constant turmoil, the idea of turning to something um, that is of a greater and divine in some cases, sort of like a playing field um, can offer reinsurances or results that something like your job can't. Yeah. And I, I feel, I, I, I like the rational approach here too, where, you know what, if, if uh, truck drivers wanted to, approach something like the vaccine mandate and protest that that was well within their rights that I did not disagree with that. I, I usually don't care about protesting anything, whether I agree with it or not, but if you do it peacefully and you do it within the the way you're supposed to do it right with getting uh, some sort of a permit and all that stuff that we have to do here. Great. But at this point you're kind of like, Laying siege to the capital city of the country. Well, so and I, I, I have friends and like relatives of friends who live in the downtown core Ottawa and they've told me how insufferable it all is. And they were ready yeah. to like go out there and just pop tires and stuff. Yeah. Like, look, when, remember when the students were protesting here in Quebec, I didn't yeah. necessarily agree with everything they were saying, but, but they went what? home. Yeah. They would, they would organize a protest, mess up traffic for that, like two or three hours, put their point through and guess what? They would go home. There would be some, a bit of violence because there's always jerks in a sort of like, uh, in any group, right? But they would go home. Now, this is totally different. And it really upsets me when they compare themselves to like the Black Lives Matter uh, Oh, no, or even the Holocaust, like Holocaust victims to me. Like that is brain breaking. That stuff upsets upsets me. But bringing it back to our topic here, did any psychic see this happening? They did not. (laughs) No, they they did not, right? So, and that's that's another thing entirely. Um, but yeah, scammers scamming scammers, you know. And so, like, I think, um, what is it like? A fool and his money were easily separated, or whatever, like that old term. And like, I don't want to call people foolish because I know that some of our listeners probably um, are into that realm. And w- what I'm just saying is that, like, uh, more so, if you can't verify the authenticity of the account messaging you, then like, take a second. Yeah, because in in the article where we're kind of referencing here, the the person who received, of course, she's a yoga instructor, uh, that she received a direct message from, I think, an astrologer she started following within like yeah. a week, and then she messaged the person back, who's who's an actual famous astrologer. He wrote back saying, "No, this is a scam," and this poor guy's been getting tons of people saying, "Why are you sending me this?" And what I wasn't super clear on was it coming from his own account or was it like a separate account they had that was coming? Like, it, you also misgendered the person, by the way. I apologize for that. I, you know what? I read these articles quickly, <laughs> and that is why I do the heavy lifting around here. Yeah, always, always, always. Angela, speaking of heavy lifting, before I forget, I'm going to show you a book I just bought. That's a so, big book, right here here so it's a book called architects of the underworld and it's all about uh unriddling atlantis anomalies of mars and the mysteries of the sphinx guess what angela this seems like they definitely have stolen from people like zachary station um i see richard c hoagland on the back um graham hancock of course and so like this is one of these books that was like written in the mid 90s all about the the you know the mysteries of the universe and the face on mars 
Yeah, the face on Mars that we discovered was a bunch of rocks. But Correct. So we will be talking about um, Atlantis in the Mysteries of Mars uh, in an upcoming episode if I feel the Great. desire to read and force you to glance. You're going to mail me that book? I will hand deliver it to you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, going back to like our tech topic though, I had asked Brian if he wanted a PS4 like for super cheap, meaning like almost nothing. He's like, no thanks. Why would I need one? I have more than enough with the Switch. That's true because you would like I have a bunch of games for it. But once I mean, again, I am casual in the way that I approach. No, that's not true. Sometimes I get pretty hardcore about games. Like I'm playing Celeste. You finished Cuphead. To, like, casual true. gamers um, do not finish Cuphead. But at the same at the same time, like I don't care enough to have multiple systems going on in the house. The I last time it. that happened was the PlayStation and the Nintendo sixty four. That's how far back it went. So to me. Involving myself in more than one system, especially when games go multi-system, kind of pointless for me. PlayStation is the only console I've had every generation of. Really? Yeah, not even like because I. So Nintendo here, everybody, let's let's go down or go back to tech. But Nintendo had the NES, obviously, the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Did not get the N sixty four because my nephew had it. Um, then I got the GameCube. Did not get the Wii. Got a Wii U and then a Switch. So I missed okay. a cu- I missed a couple. The yeah. PlayStation I've had the one. PlayStation 1, which I got a little later. You, so this is just a question of, can Angela count up to five? The answer is yeah. yes. Yeah, but no, I, but just to say, like the PS2, I got launch day because it came out on my birthday in 2000, which was kind of cool. I got a Nintendo, the the 64 launch day. Well, yeah, it's kind of like... That's the last time that, I like, And back then, like buying consoles on launch day, like I think the PS2 was the first, like this is the day it comes out. And I remember I worked in a, at a store that sold it. So like I, my name was first on the list. And I remember my manager coming in and saying, can we give this to a customer? I'm like, no. Like it's, I, I put my deposit. I'm paying the same as a stupid customer. I'm taking yeah. it. I got a PS3 in 2010 or 2011. I got the Slim. Yeah, me too. I got, yeah. I got it around yeah. then too. I got and it I also in bought 2009. It because it was a Blu-ray player. Yeah, that was the thing with the, with the, the PlayStation. And that was the console generation that uh, Sony really dropped the ball where they had too they they had too much goodwill and they decided you know what yeah we're just gonna, 699 people will pay for it no problem but they didn't they just bought that is incorrect th- that was when they that was what happened with like the the Wii 60 so people would buy a Wii and an, and an Xbox 360 and be happy with it oh the Wii um, you know, and people often argue that Nintendo's biggest misstep, of course, was the Wii U, which I actually agree with. Um, but that is a topic for. I love day. the Wii U, but yeah, it was not the best. Could have of been consoles. named anything else. That's the thing. Yep. It should have been named anything else. Yeah, I know. Oh, the well, W, the V, whatever. Did any psychic see that coming? <laughs> Maybe, probably not. Though. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is a good place to end episode 184 of the Double Density Podcast. We're back. We're back in business. Um, Angela, you know what I'm about to ask you. Exactly. You know what what I'm about to ask you. Our socials. Well, I think the most important thing is to go to doubledensity.net because everything is available there. You'll see our our Instagram, which is Double Density Podcast at Instagram something. And you'll see our Twitter page, which is uh, double underscore density. Is it that podcast? the Twitter account? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Twitter. Yes. Our 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 email address is there. Although you can fill out the form on the thing. That's always fun to go straight. Yeah, to but it's mostly address. spam. We get a lot yeah. of spam there. Yeah, the Lindsay Podcast at gmail.com is our email address, of course. Yeah. Any questions? If you have questions about Playstations or psychics or why we believe what we don't believe, <laughs> uh, how is Brian doing at Infernix? Is that what's called? Infernix? Infernax. Yeah. Infernax. Yeah. 
drop us a line. We'll yeah. answer. Angela Furon on Twitter too, and yeah. uh, Brian Hasty over on Twitter. And uh, you know, if you feel the desire to, you can always leave us a review over, you know, in the the podcast store because it's not called the iTunes store anymore, right? Or if uh, you know, in the Android Marketplace or anywhere that you can leave a review for us. We yeah, star it. us if you use Overcast. Google exactly. Star. There's a bunch of things you could do to help us out. Um, get more listeners so that way uh, more people can learn all about angela's playstation 5 playstation 6 and playstation 7 uh, odysseys uh, I, I think i'll be like 60 by the time playstation 7 comes out <laughs> you never know though i mean like console generations are like what six or seven years seven, I'd say years, seven years yeah exactly yeah. so that's good all right well there we have it brian this has been it for episode 184 of the double density podcast and tune in next week as we listen to angelo uh talk more about his fave console of all time the ColecoVision. I did have a ColecoVision, Adam, and it had a cassette deck. It was cool. Bye, Angelo. Bye. Sorry, Angelo. I apologize. <laughs>